Welcome back, everybody, to the Sit Down Community Podcast. We are so glad to have you on another Friday here with us today. I am so excited. I have my uncle, and secretly, he's my favorite uncle, on this episode today. And he's just really going to be sharing just such deep wisdom on how do we use the light that we have through our relationship with God and the Son and the Holy Spirit to um, bring that into the darkness of spiritual warfare. So without further ado, I'm going to let him introduce himself and we will get the ball rolling. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. It's my delight to be here. Uh, I'm sitting down, so I'm in the sit down (laughs) community (laughs) podcast. And you said you wanted it to have kind of like a, a just like being in a, uh, you know, uh, coffee, drinking coffee, sitting in the cafe. And so I'm imagining, you know, I'm I'm holding my coffee cup and you too. And, and uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, So just a little bit about uh, me. Um, yes, related to Stephanie. Uh, so delighted to be able to, to come alongside and uh, talk with her in this time. But uh, uh, so um, Cindy and I, my wife Cindy and I, were uh, many years in Indonesia, uh, 26 years. And uh, we lived and worked there, sharing the love and the light of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, I feel like uh, I received a lot more than I gave. I was so deeply shaped and transformed uh, through my experiences and what I learned from colleagues. And then also from just being able to um, uh, engage in God's mission and all the ways that that shaped me, the things that I learned. Mm -hmm. So uh, now we're back in the States. We've been here for five years. And that's an adjustment for me because I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was born and reared in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were missionaries uh, there. And so uh, much of my life has been spent outside of the United States. Yeah. But uh, um, delighted to be here in this season. It's not been the easiest transition for us, but uh, we are learning a lot about trusting God and what it means to walk in, uh, in our belovedness yeah. um, and trust him for the future. So uh, we have three kids, uh, all grown up adults and um, one grandchild. So that's just a little bit about me and um, my, my background. And I'm delighted to, to be here today. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Amen to all that. So why don't we start off? Would you mind just sharing with us um, just kind of what it's looked like to develop an understanding of the reality of spiritual warfare and, and how did your faith really shape how you engage and defend and, um, and bring honor and light, uh, into those situations? Sure. Well, because of my background, Stephanie, in, in Indonesia and my growing up there, well, first of all, you know, I was able to see firsthand, uh, very clear, um, evidence of, of demonization people it's just you know stuff that was like okay that is not can't, that's very hard to explain scientifically <laughs> right and uh, so I'm, I won't I won't go into stories there but uh, so just being aware of that growing up and uh, particularly in areas where there's a lot of occultic practices what we would often call you know black magic yeah. um, but then you know uh, coming back to the states go to college went to seminary uh, you know, got married and started a family and going back to Indonesia, 
um, a whole new arena of understanding about spiritual warfare was opened up in um, things that we learned about um, inner healing mm -hmm. and the connection between the, the heart healing, the healing of wounds and, and pains and disappointments and shame and guilt and fear and, mm -hmm. and, and trauma and how those are connected to spiritual warfare. So that was a whole new learning experience uh, for me. And uh, it, it, uh, it's, it just, that learning caused me to uh, go deeper into a sweetness of relationship with my loving Lord, realizing mm -hmm. that he, um, he cares for me and uh, wants me to be uh, whole and wholehearted, yeah. wholesome, and then free, living in the freedom that that brings. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, my background growing up in Indonesia uh, made me aware of things. Um, on the island of Bali, which is called the Island of the Gods. That's where mm -hmm. I was brought up and uh, being able to see things firsthand. It was like, okay, that is weird. <laughs> but, uh, and then later in my adult life, growing in a deeper understanding of, wow, just how deliverance is most effectively uh, tied to uh, a healing, uh, a ministry of, of inner healing mm -hmm. and freedom inside. So uh, that's kind of the framework that uh, I come at this talk. Um, yeah, and I think one of the things, and I mentioned this to you, Stephanie, when you contacted me, was um, just an orientation towards um, not being afraid. I guess you could put it this way. Look, if, if the, I think the best way to deal with the darkness is not to curse the darkness, not to run away from it, not to fear the darkness, but simply to turn on the light. Mm. Simply to turn on the light. And the light is... The, is the, uh, the love and truth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that place of light and warmth and love, um, that's the most effective place, I think, to be, and that's the most effective way to address the reality of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. So that we're not always, you know, we're not fearing or, or um, um, thinking that we have to, you know, learn all this stuff about how to come against all this spiritual, you know, these spiritual darkness and forces, yeah. which there is, yes, a learning that happens, uh, but mainly it's, it's, um, it's learning about how to live into the light and the love and the warmth of mm -hmm. Jesus, our loving Lord. Um, and that's, that's where I think uh, the key to freedom yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, and it, it spoke to my social worker heart too, of just really finding that inner healing, that deliverance, recognizing, um, where spiritual warfare really loves when trauma, uh, you know, gets stuck in a cycle or just really takes over our whole life. Can you give us just some, some helpful guidance on, how do we walk in that full freedom that Jesus gave us sure. access to? Sure. Okay. So some, just some examples from the scriptures, um, from the Bible, you know, Ephesians four talks about, um, uh, anger, uh, mm -hmm. Ephesians four, 26, 27, do not, it says, you know, um, Anger not, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. And it says, lest you give the devil an opportunity, a foothold. Mm -hmm. So there we see where, wow, um, it seems that uh, a foothold can be given through through anger and, and living in that anger and not, not learning how to, uh, to, to release that and find freedom from that. So that's one example. There's another example in 2 Corinthians uh, 2. It talks about... Um, 
unforgiveness, you know, mm -hmm. so this brother or this one that had sinned and uh, it says, let it be, let's uh, learn, forgive that one. And then don't throw it back in that person's face. lest mm -hmm. that person be, uh, it says overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. And we, we don't want to, for we are not unaware of, of the devil's schemes. Mm -hmm. So um, am I okay there? I said yeah, my you're connection good. was unstable. Can you hear me, Stephanie? Yeah. Okay, good. So, so there's another reason, I think, or another way in which we give a foothold is through unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, there, I think, also, you know, you talked about trauma and from your experience as a social, social worker. Yeah. Uh, oh, my word. It's all kinds of things that I think can attach from traumatic incidents. Yeah. And um, shame, the shame and the fear that attach to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and then if we look at, I was just reading this morning, Stephanie, in Luke, Luke chapter, um, uh, four about the temptation of Jesus mm. and Satan wasn't afraid. This was the son of God. This was yeah. Jesus, our Messiah. And he comes to him and he even quotes scripture, he even quotes scripture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, you know, and he quotes from Psalm mm. and, uh, and then it says at the end, uh, that after he finished, you know, Jesus just quoted scripture back and didn't give a chance for the to devil to have a uh, mm -hmm. any any hold on him because and then it says um, it says the devil left him for an opportune time. It wasn't he wasn't like he was like you know gonna give up. He was looking for an opportune time. So, but I think just the calmness and the confidence that Jesus faced that with yeah. um, was uh, that's in, informative for us as well. Mm -hmm. So um, those are some orientations that I have towards inner, inner healing and deliverance. Yeah. And you talked about living in freedom. So um, yeah, I think probably want some things that would be helpful would be um, just paying attention when you sense stuff like, why do I, why do I keep feeling this fear? Where is this sense of shame coming from? And just taking the time to be quiet and to listen and let God speak to you. And, and you recognize sometimes, wow, okay, I know where that's coming from. And God leads you back mm -hmm. to times uh, when you began to sense fear or something take hold of you. And then that's a moment, I think, where God is gently saying, I want to bring healing. I love you too much to leave you alone. I want to bring healing into mm -hmm. your heart in that area. So um, those are some practical things uh, yeah, that, that uh, I wanted to share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of, uh, both these areas. So in our secret place with God, where it's, uh, growing our intimacy with him. And then in that community aspect of the full body, what are some ways both individually in the secret place, as well as in, as a collective body that we can start seeking after light? What are some, mm you know, really important habits or just gifts to lean into, to be able to find just a light that doesn't go out. Well, let me just share from my own experience, mm -hmm. and this might be different for different people with, uh, um, and also different seasons of life. I think that there are yeah. uh, sometimes diff different spiritual practices and disciplines in different seasons of life are helpful to nurture that life of God, that light, yeah. that life in the light and the love of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, but for me, you know, just a key thing, it relates, I think, 
for me, it's the morning time. That's when I'm the brightest, you know, in the morning I'm 200 Watts. And by 9 PM, I'm down to five Watts. I'm a dim bulb. <laughs> <laughs> so I pay attention to the rhythm of my body, you know, when I'm brightest and, and uh, the most attentive, I think. And that morning time when it's quiet, that's the time that's best for me. Some that may not work, they may have morning jobs, early morning jobs. So they need to ask God, when is that time? When mm -hmm. I can have, uh, when I'm alive and alert and uh, just spending time uh, in that secret place, as you said, and just quiet with God through um, attentive uh, reflection, through the reading of scripture and the listening of God, through that, to God, through that scripture, um, through singing, through listening to music that lifts the spirit and the soul. Um, so there, there's that. And then about in terms of community, wow. Yeah, I think, um, uh, listen, I love, I love going into a place where there's just amazing, you know, uh, amazing worship, you know, corporate worship and song. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a worshiper and a worship leader yeah. and, and uh, sing as well. So I love that. Um, but I think some of the most effective, um, ways to, to bring into the light, uh, things that are, 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 are like, um, yeah, unhealed wounds in us, maybe things we don't see, a blind spot is mm -hmm. in is in is in friendship, is in community yeah. with others. And and they they will gently say, you know, I noticed that you keep saying that. You keep saying, gosh, I wish that, blah, 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 whatever. You seem yeah. to be stuck there. Tell mm -hmm. me the story behind that. Tell me what's going on in your heart. And so being able to have those kinds of relationships where um uh, we, we open up our hearts and share at a deep, meaningful level with each other, um, and are not afraid, are unoffendable, yeah. <laughs> learn to develop those, those. And, um, and then those, those, those ones that are, are kind can just listen to us and help us to, to, uh, to uncover the things that are, are still needing the attention of the light and love of God in our own hearts. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Stephanie? Yeah, no, for sure. That's perfect. Um, I think my next question, um, how do you think, so I'm not from a background where we spoke much on spiritual warfare. I don't know if we were afraid to like recognize that the devil is, is real or, or just a lack of, uh, wanting to give it too much attention, but what do you think that we miss as, you know, the church collectively, when we aren't actively engaging in teaching people about how to combat spiritual warfare, what are we missing out on? What tools are we not putting in our toolkit when we avoid it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Great question. Um, you know, um, Hebrews 12 talks about, um, a uh, root of bitterness that can grow up and cause trouble and defile many. In some ways, I think there are things that we're not aware of. And I think especially in today's in light of today's environment where there's so much, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 maybe I'm more sensitive to this than others, but I, yeah, I do sense a lot of divisiveness and rancor and, and anger and um, having to win uh, things like that, um, you know, stepping back and saying, wow, in what ways is there like a fog? There could, there could be a fog that's over us and we don't even see it because we're just all walking around in it. Yeah. And we need to step back and, and say, what is going on? Um, in what ways can, can we come into 
um, the, the the fullness of the light of God and the love of God. And um, and I I think certainly um, it says in Second Corinthians four that you know Satan is he's he's blinded the minds of unbelievers. But I think also of unbelievers. Unbelievers, we could we could say unbelief. So even even those who are quote believers, there's times when they 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 don't they re, they don't realize they're in unbelief. They're not believing in the power and the light and the love of God, and so um, uh, and I think if we're aware of that, um, and then also there's I would uh, at the end maybe I'll recommend a couple resources. Yeah. Um, but it, it is it is good to to be aware and to look in the scriptures and to study. Uh, about um, uh, spiritual, what we, what we call spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. and um, but especially, I think uh, what I said earlier at the start of this podcast was the ways in which uh, most effective uh, and sustain and being sustained in deliverance happens when we also accompany that with inner healing. Mm-hmm. So um, tying those two together. Um, if we don't understand that spiritual warfare, I think just a blindness. And a lack of understanding um, can make us unaware of what I mentioned earlier: the the schemes, mm-hmm. uh, the the ways in which the devil gains and gains a foothold, and we don't even recognize it, realize it, yeah. and um, uh, and and that can help. That can at times block block the light mm. and block our living in the fullness of joy and love um, uh, that God wants for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's so good. I was just reading, um, two different scriptural references. The first one I was reading in, in first Corinthians when it's talking about, um, just how we are one body of different parts and how it was, it was saying the scripture, you know, the ear is not going to say to the mouth, I don't need you. And, you know, the arm isn't going to say to the leg, I don't need you. We all need each other because we have different gifts and different parts. How do you think, um, how do you think we shy away from that in terms of community that can keep us accountable to be, um, just supported? Well, it, it was a good example in a book I was reading, um, recently this past week. And, and the author gave an example of having a fish tank and he had these two big fish in the tank and he's like, well, this is boring. Let me go get some more fish. And so he got this little school of these, these much, much smaller fish. And he asked the guys at the pet store, Oh, are my bigger fish going to eat these? And he's like, no, they should be fine. And so he brings them back. He puts them in the tank and is just watching throughout the week. And, after a few days, one of them wandered away from the school. Um, and within a day he counted the fish and he's like, Oh, I had 10. Where's, where's the other one. And noticed that the bigger fish had eaten it. And then a few days later, another fish wandered from the pack and it got eaten (laughs) within a day and same went day after day until there were no small fish left because they had wandered. And I just thought of that. I'm like, how true is that when we try and wander and do things on our own? So what would be your encouragement for those? I think there's been so much talk, um, at least in my friend circle or larger circles about just faith deconstruction Mm -hmm. and a lot of people going through faith deconstruction without the reconstruction. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you think 
we can be more encouraging so that people don't, you know, wander off like in the, you know, the example of the fish and, and get caught up and potentially, you know, taken over by spiritual warfare. Sure. Um, well, let me just ask, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, Stephanie, I'm a coach, I'm a life coach. And so I tend to, <laughs> it's awkward for me actually to talk a lot uh, in, co- <laughs> in coaching conversations. I do only about 20% of the talking and I ask questions and I probe yeah. and I confirm and I encourage. Mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, my natural tendency is to want to ask, ask questions back to you, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I will ask this one mm-hmm. question because I do want to make this conversational. Stephanie, what's your heart? You know, you've probably shared this on another, you, you know, your, one of your first episodes or something, but um, wh- what's your heart for yeah. doing this sit down community podcast? And yeah. why, what, 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 what did you see as a need? And, and then why you sense that God was calling you this to this, if I That's might ask. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, um, you know, this past year and a half, as for <laughs> probably arguably everybody has been so challenging and has really made me sit down and think, what do I want? What am I doing my everyday tasks for? Who am I doing it for? Is it me? Is it God? Is it other people? And really sitting in that. And I think for me growing up, I, um, I basically resisted community. Community felt mm. unsafe. It felt vulnerable. It felt like, well, if I get too close to people, they might leave me. And then who will I have? And mm. um, and so I just, and instead of valuing the impermanence of people and that God sends us people in seasons. It was like, Nope, I can handle everything on my own. I'm going to teach myself how to handle everything on my own. And of course it was all a false counterfeit sense of security that I had built up for myself. Um, but even just through my adult years so far, um, God really had to sit me down and question me of you're lonely. What are you doing to build community? What are you doing to, Mm invest in the body that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. And so last year, God just really called me out and um, just mm-hmm. showed how my independence was really a form of idolatry and mm-hmm. not being dependent on him at all because I mm-hmm. wasn't dependent on other people that he had given to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I slowly started working on that and I saw how, the seeds of unforgiveness had really, you know, started to gain root and were being watered by me, uh, without Mm. even really knowing. And so I started working on those things and, and those relationships that I still had, that I had the bitterness and, and the Mm. unforgiveness for, and by December, I just graduated from grad school last year. And, Mm. um, in December I started praying, I had already accepted a job in Dallas and I started praying. I said, like I started, um, I started back in the gym when I got to Dallas and I started praying and I just circled it real big. I said a fitness and wellness pivot. And Mm. for me, I was like, oh no, this feels very unsettling. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I have to stay the course. I have to do what I accepted and, Mm -hmm. and let that lie, uh, just kind of sink in more than the truth of God Mm -hmm. was prompting me elsewhere. And that was good. That was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I ended up taking the job I started and within two months, I just thought to myself, this is not it. 
Um, this is not what God has for me. Mm-hmm. And I went and visited some mentors in Nashville in February. And they asked me if I loved my job. And immediately I just started crying and I was like, nope, I don't. And I told them, I kind of felt like I was an imposter in the role. It felt like it was for someone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, so started praying with them that weekend. The same mentor asked me, where do you want to be? And my immediate thought was California, the very place I'd been running from, from the very people I'd been running from, from just life and running from God. And I just thought in that moment, it was such a moment of peace to finally Mm -hmm. say that I wanted what I had been running from. Mm -hmm. And it's so wild as I've grown in my understanding of spiritual warfare of the gift of, um, just really navigating the prophetic and intercession and these things God has been calling me into mm-hmm. and to be very much, you know, having that full armor of God on, it was like one of those moments where I was like, I am completely covered. Like, the front of me, behind me, to either side of me, I am covered. I have the father, the son, Holy spirit, angels. God literally commands his angels concerning me because he loves and takes such great ownership of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I got back on the plane, headed back to Dallas. I was reading a book and it was, it was talking about um, how it's never the right time to quit and that Mm -hmm. it's also okay to quit. Um, and so I got off that plane. I was in my Monday morning meeting. I, we got off the call and I, I let my boss know. I said, you know what? I, I need to resign. I need to move. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And I was thinking, oh, well maybe, you know, it'll take me a month or so to get home. God put everything in place within two weeks. I was packed up and everything came together with the movers And, uh, my mom flew out and and came and got me and we, we drove back together. And, Mm -hmm. and even in the last, it's been almost six months since I've been back and just really being able to let God be my leader, to Mm -hmm. let his words soak into my very being that I want to be led, um, by God, I want to allow community to be so foundational to my life. I was reading still again in first Corinthians and, and Paul was talking about, um, how prophetic words are beneficial to the building up of the church. And he Mm -hmm. says, I would rather have five words that build up than 10,000 that don't. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. I said, that's it. I would rather be a five word leader than someone who had to get 10,000 words out that might not even be received because mm-hmm. they could have a heart of, you know, pride or, um, needing, you know, the attention of man and the affirmation of man versus that of God. And so I've just been sitting in, what is my purpose? What is God calling into just calling me into, and he's calling me into the very thing I rejected, which was community to be known to, um, just really find depth and community of having these important conversations. (laughs) Um, and it's funny you asked me this today because I have, uh, just a mentor of mine. She asked me the same thing last week. She said, you know, you're looking towards opening a gym. You're looking towards having a prayer ministry. What 
what is the basis of doing that? And I told her, I said, it's community. It's um, just walking along people who have shied away and resisted community or to be deeply and fully known by people mm-hmm. out of fear, out of um, shame, out of trauma, um, out of mistrust, all these things of we've just shied and just run towards secularism and well, I can do it all. And I don't need the church. I have quiet time with God, but really understanding intimacy is important. Yes. But so is serving and community. And so I think for me in this season, it's really just allowing God to be the visionary and the creator of what I'm doing moving forward. It's not about me anymore. It's about giving full glory, honor, and praise to God because Without him, I wouldn't be doing any of this. I wouldn't Mm. have been given a vision because my prayer life shifted when I got back. I wouldn't um, make time for him the same way I do now because I've now incorporated that I'm not going to go a day without talking to him. I'm not going to go a day without being in the word and being fed by my guide. Um, And I think just really being challenged. Uh, I have a few friends, even in this season where they've kind of got into hiding, just like I did in other seasons and um, really wanting to just lean into prayer of God. How do you want to use me? What is going to point them back to you in this? Mm -hmm. Um, And that regardless of if we like it or not, God knows everything about us. He's the one who wrote our entire story. And I think that for me gives me peace of, I am written in the story of God. I matter. Mm -hmm. I want to be caught up in that story because it's one of those reads. You just, you can't put it down because it's so good. Um, So, yeah, I think for me, that's what I want. I want to just deeply um, embody just, you know, someone who is open and honest and, and really desires that depth that can be found when we just were honest and we're human and um, just the deep desire to know God, to know the son, the Holy spirit, and to live in that uh, with, I think more confidence too. Of I have the best team captains of anyone on earth. Like I am part of an incredible team. I am covered. I have purpose. I think I can speak affirmations over myself far easier in the last six months that I've been in the word because the word is truth. It is the best book I have in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and just wanting that for other people, not so that they're like me, but so that they're like Jesus, so that they're like the father, so that they understand even in brokenness, we are so welcome to call out his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my that's, extended answer, but yeah. that's well, that, answer. no, that's good, Stephanie. And it's good for you to verbalize that and to keep articulating that. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I want to affirm you in that, and I want to support you. And this is one of the things that's on my heart as one who is older, walked a little bit more of the journey. Yeah, Jesus, I want to be able to come alongside those who are younger and say, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, but also at times, you know, ask them probing questions that will help to that, but in, a, in, an, in an environment that's safe and help mm-hmm. them to realize, okay, 
ways in which, just like you said, so funny, you said, you know, deep, you want to be deeply and fully known, you use that phrase, I took some notes here. Mm -hmm. And yet you said you have, you had you, you, you have some friends who are in hiding, you said, just like I did. Isn't that strange how we, we actually deeply want to, we want so much to de be deeply and fully known. Mm -hmm. And yet we, we go into hiding, right. or we run away. Mm -hmm. Um, and um, let me get back to something you said earlier about, you know, uh, faith deconstruction. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that as we, I'm, I'm supportive of, I never, ever want anybody, I was talking with Cindy about this uh, actually quite some time ago. And uh, we, the, the, the things that you learn in, um, as you, in, in a grown-up uh, adult walk with Jesus, if you were brought up in the church, um, often, this is speaking from my experience as one who was brought up in mission in the church. And, and sometimes you get out there, you go, gosh, this is way different than or the emphases that we chose when I was growing up in church. This seems to be quite different. And so there is a process, what I'm trying to say, and even in my own heart and life of, a, of, of deconstruction to some extent, but you said it right. You said you never want to do that and then not reconstruct. You don't want to just be right. like an empty blob mm -hmm. because yeah. that actually also is a place of unsafety. And if right. we're talking about spiritual warfare, yeah. that is a place where you're alone and it's not a good place. But, you know, one thing too. So Cindy and I talked about this. And we, 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 we realized we never, ever want anybody to deconstruct or to... Um, to disconnect from love. You are deeply, deeply loved. Yeah. So if you're a person, let me speak to somebody who might be listening to this podcast, who you know, someone who's younger, who is deconstructing, don't never, never always, always embrace, embrace them and, and make them feel listened to and loved, even yeah. if they're not ready to listen yet, because you never want them to dis disconnect from love. Mm. from that place of love you don't yep. want them to be estranged estrangement is awful yeah estrangement is awful mm -hmm. and um uh yeah it's the story of the of the prodigal son actually there are two prodigals right one prodigal outside the home and one was in the home mm -hmm. but uh that estrangement is really uh we never want that and so to hear your story stephanie was like a realization yeah I don't want to deconstruct from that, from love and from community. That is not a safe place to be. That is not a safe place to be. That is not a good place to be. Right. That is a lonely place. Yeah. And, and so to speak out of the fullness of what you've experienced, Stephanie, is so uh, rich and, and, um, and I want to encourage you in that. Um, I think, you know, I, to, to explain a little bit about just using what you shared, Mm -hmm. You said there was a time when I, you said I resisted a community. I felt unsafe. And so I, I'm, I'm sure that you've already done this, but I'm just sharing this also for anybody that might be listening. So you, you go into that and you say, where was that coming from? What Lord just help me remember now, where was that coming from? Where did I begin to believe that? Mm -hmm. And the Lord will take you back. Yeah. He will, because he loves you and yeah. he will, and suddenly you'll have this memory. And the beautiful thing about inner healing prayer is the Lord Jesus himself leads the person, not mm -hmm. the one who's giving the ministry. The one giving the ministry just asks the simple questions and lets the Lord Jesus guide that person. Mm -hmm. And the Lord brings you back and suddenly you realize, oh my gosh, 
It could be something simple. It could be a teacher that just continually hammered you and made you feel so little and small and you began to realize. And then in the next question you ask is, what did I do with my pain? And then you realize, oh my gosh, you had totally unhealthy ways of dealing with it. Yeah. You, you, you tried to rise up, you know, and I'm going to be strong and I'm going to conquer this. And, but inside you are so hollow. Yeah. And you realize it didn't work. Well, it kept you supposedly, and others thought you were that way. But yeah. later on, it just came crashing down because inside it was right. hollow. Mm-hmm. And so then the Lord ministers his sweetness to you. Mm-hmm. And then you recognize and you, you renounce that pattern in your life. And yeah. that's where then in a practical way, also, you can then pray this simple prayer. And Lord, if there's anything that's attached to me, it's not of you. It's from other forces now. Would you just take that away? Yeah. And then you could just speak a, also an authoritative prayer and say, mm-hmm. I command anything that's attached to that that's not of the Lord Jesus. You just be gone now in the precious and strong name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's deliverance. That's deliverance ministry in your own heart and life. Yeah. And that's also how you can lead others. Um, now, that's not to say that there's not other levels. And, and I don't want to get into that now. But those who have been involved in, in uh, occultic practices or what's also satanic ritual abuse often then those are there's i think that's where you probably need to go find somebody who's got some experience in <laughs> deliverance prayer uh but uh it, there's a lot of healing that, and deliverance that can be done in just simple ways like i explained earlier yeah yeah absolutely yeah. how do you how would you encourage people um just in their individual prayer life to have that full armor of god to to pray with that authority that we have through Jesus, that we do in fact have authority to cut off those, those ties to things that are not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you encourage people in that way? Well, again, I think probably, um, you know, what I shared earlier about my own uh, spiritual practices and disciplines, having that time where you come into a place of quiet and you're renewed in love. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the most important things. You remember who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, God spoke to me um, a number of years ago when I went through a crisis moment, and um, he, he brought me back to that reminder of, um, Jamie, you're my beloved son, period, mm-hmm. no matter what you do or don't do. And yeah. so coming back into that place and in that place of closeness and, light, and sensing the light and the love and the warmth of God <clears throat> and of Jesus, our Messiah, that is a place of strength and authority and blessing. And, um, and then uh, w- with that confidence and with that simple assurance and of affirmation from God, we, we can just, we can, we can address anything in our lives, which we sense is not from, from God. And sometimes you feel that Stephanie, have you ever been in situations where somebody just explodes in rage and you think this is, it's, you feel dirty almost. You just yeah. feel like you've just been, it's just like, Oh my gosh. And it's like, it's not, I don't think it's even, it's, you almost sense like that wasn't even human. That was like, yeah, that's not them. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, yeah. and then, and, and I have, and so in those moments, not so that, you know, just also taking time to remember and just saying, wow, God, would you just, just remove from me anything of that, that was influencing yeah. me there? Just yeah. cast that away. Just take that from me. Uh, but then also, continuing to do, uh, Stephanie, um, like I've mentioned a number of times, just recognizing in your own heart, when you sense something, a fear, a frustration, an anger, a bitterness, 
an inability to forgive, you just start to ask, where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. Please, God. And God loves you. He will show you. Just be quiet. And if you sometimes do feel like there's a blockage, then you can do a simple prayer. Yeah. And here's another analogy that I learned um, that I did want to share. I forgot. I wanted to mention when I was preparing for this, for this time, Um, Charles Craft, and he's got an, an, so I'll share, this is one of those resources. There's a number of good books by Charles Craft. He was a a professor of mine at Fuller Seminary Mm -hmm. um, years ago, but he's written a lot on spiritual warfare and yep. inner healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just type in his name, Charles Craft, and find books um, by him. But he talked, he used this analogy. A lot of Christians, I think, feel that spiritual warfare is, you know, we've got our authority and we got to claim that authority and we demand, we command those spirits to go. Well, a lot of times spirits, the evil spirits and, and, and demonic forces, it's like um, Charles Craft uses the analogy of the garbage and the rats. Mm. So let's say you have a really dirty kitchen, right? Yeah. And you got a place where rats are coming in. So you chase away the rats, but you don't clean the kitchen. Mm. What's going to happen? Mm. That's so good. You're the great. rats are going to yeah. come back. Yeah. So what do you do? You get rid of the garbage. Yeah. You get rid of the garbage, the spiritual and emotional wounding and pain and this and the and the ways that we've coped with that pain and woundedness, the feeling of loneliness. For example, you said, I felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. So you resisted and you began to cope with that. And one of the things you did, you said, was you actually ran away from the thing that was the light giving thing for you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So if you just approach and it just hit people over the head with the sinful pattern that, and, but don't really help them to understand what it was that caused them to do that. Mm-hmm. They don't feel loved. They don't feel loved. So they begin to see, okay, wow, it's because of this that I experienced and encountered. And so then you deal with the spiritual and emotional baggage mm-hmm. starts to get cleaned up. Yeah. And then guess what? The rats don't come around because there's no food for them to eat there anymore. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> So that's one very simple, practical way yeah. to look at inner healing and deliverance. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like we have a hard type take, time taking ownership over our sin patterns? And how can we, in a practical way, how can we call ourselves out? I know for me personally, in the last few months, I've been just like, you know what, Lord? empty my pockets, expose me of myself. Like, so I can see the things that are hindering me from, from really walking fully in that, in the joy of his presence. And, and what are some ways that we can just be more self-aware? Okay. Yeah, there are things. And I, I should just, uh, I know that you, Stephanie, as a social worker, you do realize that there are some people that never experienced the warmth and the security and the safety of a loving home. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you tell them what to do. And it's so hard. It's so frustrating because they keep going back to those destructive patterns in their lives. Right. So what do you have to do? In some of the cases like that, it's not just telling them what to do, but it's, it's, you realize you have to, you, you want to, and you hope for and pray for that in their lives, they do have begin to um, experience Hmm. what loving community looks like. And you know what? It may take a long time for them to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think um, uh, recognizing that and realizing also in our own lives, sometimes it just takes 
a while for us to kind of be back into that place yeah. where um, uh, there's safety, there's security, there's protection, mm-hmm. there's blessing. Um, and uh, oh, I did want to I did want to sing a little song. <laughs> I, yes, I, I shared this with you, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. So there are also ways in which Stephanie, I think we don't even realize the ways that we curse ourselves. We bring, mm-hmm. we, or at the very least, we we live in unblessing. Yeah. Because because we we get so focused on the things that are wrong in us or the ways in which we we just can you know begin to hate ourselves or to mm-hmm. despise or to curse in in a, in a sense mm-hmm. and i recognize you know a few months ago i was uh, on a bike ride and i started the bike ride feeling really angsty and frustrated mm-hmm. i looked up at the mountains the mountains always remind me of the eternal and strong love of god i'm down here in southern california and I look up at the san gabriel mountains and so by the time i was rid- I'd rid- ridden my bike maybe 25 30 minutes my spirit started to change <laughs> and i realized jamie you just need to bless yourself mm-hmm. you need to bless yourself so i sang i sat down under a tree and the song started to come to me and I'm not a great songwriter. Actually, Cindy, my wife's a much better songwriter. I just write little ditties. Uh, but this little song, I bless my body from head to toe. I bless my spirit. I bless my soul. I bless my family and friends nearby and all the others spread far and wide. And I thank you, Lord, for love and mercy pouring out on each new day. I receive your blessings, oh, my Father, and I know that I am safe. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know that I am safe. So, um, yeah, just coming into that place where we're childlike and simple, Mm. and we receive the love of God, and uh, we begin to uh, open up our hearts to him. And if you know someone else who's, who it's difficult to do that because they did not grow up in a home that was loving and secure, well, then just love on them, Mm. love on them yeah, and and, and embrace them. And, and uh, you're going to get upset at the ways in which they keep turning back to, to, you know, because they're not, they're too afraid to let the garbage be seen. Right. Yeah. Go back to the analogy, but just continue to love them, continue to go into the kitchen of their heart, so to speak, and just bring some good food and and good fellowship. And then in time, just let the love of God, just invite them, uh, draw them. And suddenly mm-hmm. there'll come a point where they're just willing to, they'll just break down and they're willing to, to say, okay, I need that. I'm willing to, to, to receive that. Um, and then uh, help them to, to grow healthy patterns mm-hmm. of walking in that light and that love of God. Mm, so good. So just using praise. I think, I think our family is just so musical. You and I both come up with little things like, <laughs> Me in my own quiet time, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, God, thank you for the, the new song you've given me. Yeah. Just kind Sing. of in random moments, you just start singing it or you just start like humming. And it's like, oh, there we go. God's with me. He's reminding me of his presence. And yes, and so, so good. Yes. Yes. And songs, you know, song, the words of the song obviously have bring content. But isn't it true that the, 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 the yeah, that, that song, it brings that, uh, it draws our emotions yeah. into a place of sweetness. Another little song, it's just a simple song, mm-hmm. is that old uh, little song, um, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, mm-hmm. you know, or something else. Maybe you yeah. have, you know, 
God is so good. Just singing in times when you sense um, a frustration or anger and just calming your heart down. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes too, by just silence, just being quiet and silent, yeah. just taking a deep breath and learning to be quiet and silent. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you recognize the presence of God. He's yeah. there and he loves you with a deep and strong and eternal love. Mm-hmm. And, and you're just undone, right? In his yeah. presence. And then you just sense, wow, it is safe. And you can open up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think, it, it, what's that have to do with spiritual warfare? Everything, because out of the fullness of our own encounter with the love of God and the sweetness of Jesus, that's the place then where we feel confident then to say to anything which we sense is not of God, you be gone. You yeah. have no right nor authority here. I'm loved by God. He mm-hmm. holds me. He, 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 he gives me a confidence and joy. And now I command you, you just be gone now. Just be gone. so beautiful i think my last question for you is um what are some of your scriptures that have just really carried you through different seasons as a source of encouragement as just you know making sure you're anchored to the power of the word and the truth of the word what would some of those be I did share some earlier specifically about spiritual warfare, and there's a whole host of other, other passages and scriptures, and some of those will come out if you do read some reading on this spiritual warfare, on, on inner healing and deliverance. Um, but just for me personally, I think um, scriptures that, um, you know, the Psalms, uh, Psalm 16, keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord, apart from you, I have no good thing. So the Psalms, um, uh, a, a, a verse from Proverbs, a couple of verses from Proverbs that I really love, Proverbs, and this talks about community, uh, Proverbs 20, uh, verse five, verses five and six, the purposes of a man's or a person's heart are deep waters, but a person of understanding draws them out. Many a man or many a person claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful friend who can find. And so um, learning how to to draw water out of the well of someone's heart. Mm. Yeah. So that's a verse that has meant a lot to me. Um, um, let's see. Um, yeah. There, there are others um, that just remind me of my, uh, uh, of my Luke three twenty two, And uh, that was a verse that had some deep meaning to me um, in a time of healing. Yeah. And that's when Jesus, uh, then uh, the father spoke to Jesus, you are my beloved son with you, whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like God speaking that to me too. He said, Jamie, you're my beloved son. I love you. I'm pleased with you as my son, regardless of what you do or don't do. Um, I, I love you with an eternal love. So those are some verses that anchor me. And um, I often find that they bring me back in times of frustration, of anxiety, to the sweetness of encounter with the Lord Jesus. Mm, amen. And then would you share um, share some of those resources you have with us? You already mentioned uh, yeah. Charles Craft. What are some good resources for us? There's another uh, book, and it's not um, by a good friend of ours. And um, I'm just pulling it up right now. But it's um, it's uh, called it's by Ann Muller and it's called Two Hands: A Guide for Inner Healing Prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the neat thing about this is that uh, Ann and her husband developed this um, in in multicultural settings. Wow! And and it's a simple um, 
a simple resource mm -hmm. and with a lot of uh, examples of prayers that you can use. And uh, just reading it to kind of uh, be uh, and uh, to see what 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 it's all about while mm -hmm. realizing, and then some of the stories that she shares as well are really powerful. Mm -hmm. So that's a simple resource, and then any uh, some of those resources from Charles Craft. Um, but I think probably one of the best things that you can do is just to sit down and just take an inventory. Even even if you're listening right now, you can pause or after this podcast is over, just sit down and take an inventory of your own relationships, mm -hmm. and just ask you know where is it that I feel all those things, you know, whatever, yeah. where's that coming from? And then just having a time of encounter with Lord Jesus and see what he, he says to you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing those. Well, would you close us out in prayer? Sure. I'd be happy to do that. But let me just uh, start that by uh, just inviting a time of, of quiet, maybe for just a, a few moments. So let's just be quiet in the presence of God, our loving Lord, and in the presence of each other. Don't be uncomfortable with the quiet if I for just a, a few moments, and then I'll speak after that. Let's be quiet together in God's presence. Thank you, God. Oh Lord. You awaken us morning by morning. You awaken us to listen like one being taught. You give us the listening ear and the instructed tongue. Thank you so much. And I pray uh, for myself, for Stephanie, and for anyone who is listening, that you might grant to us uh, uh, a palpable sense of your presence, of your goodness, of your light, of your love, of your warmth, uh, uh, of um, uh, acceptance, and all that is good from your hand. Thank you. We thank you, God, that you love to give good gifts to your children. And I ask now that you would um, grant to each one listening uh, just a, an encounter with you that would be confirming, that would be um, um, all that you want for that person this day, to walk in the light and love of God. Thank you, God that you are faithful and true. We uh, pray these things and ask these things through uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, I call him Uncle Jamie. So Uncle Jamie, <laughs> thank you for being here today. You <laughs> are such a gift. I hope to you of a, that are listening. I just, we thank you for listening, but we also just really, just that prayer of, um, of just your belonging within the kingdom and how valuable and loved you are. I just hope that that carries you this week um, and you just feel encouraged and affirmed and just your value. Um, so thank you again for joining this episode and we will see you next Friday.